Lafondra looking to get side of Font. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls preview show. Supported by Phantom Bruco. Well, we are building up to our match against Coventry City on Saturday. But first of all, we've got to talk about last night's match against Luton Town. And to help me talk through it, I've been joined by the master himself, the wordsmith, James Earnshaw from the Red Chronicle. You're right, Paul. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm Good. okay. I'm still recovering from that kind of 30 seconds, 60 seconds of pure delirium and mm. happiness, and then yeah. sinking into massive depression. That was that was a nasty minute, wasn't it? Oh, it was horrible. The limbs in the press box were unreal. And then we had to sit back down and realise that it wasn't counting and then try to work out what Carol was actually sent off for. Uh, and then obviously it was, yeah, as you said earlier, the hand of Caradonna. Um, bless him. He's come in for a lot of stick. And to be fair, it's one of those ones where if you get away with it, no one bats an eyelid and everyone says, oh, you know, he's willing to do anything for the shirt. And then sort of now it's not come off. Everyone thinks he's public enemy number one. But, you know, he's... He saw the chance. He thought, you know what, sod it. You know, it might be worth it. Um, it's backfired uh, big time. But he obviously thought at the time it was a risk worth taking. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a bit stupid. I definitely thought it was stupid. Mm. Um, but I don't know if he's like the biggest enemy. You know, he has scored goals for us this season and everything. So let's not forget that as well. But he made a, a, a bad decision considering the timing of the uh, match. But... Let's look at that display. I thought when it was 11 against 11 against Luton, I thought we looked okay. I think I could see improvement there. Luton were better than us. There's no denying that. But I think there's positives to be taken from the Noel Hunt's first two matches. Yeah, I think they more than held their own. Uh, they obviously had a just spell sort of the last 15, 20 minutes of the first half where Luton were piling on the pressure. But you'd expect that from a team, you know, the most informed team in the league. At some point, they would have a spell, but we recovered pretty well. Started the second half like a house on fire and went one up. And, um, you know, if Carroll doesn't score and the free kick, the corner goes across the box, but we, you know, stay at 1-0, there's no reason why we don't carry on that and, you know, maybe eventually get the second or see out the game, you know, sort, sort of towards the end. Um, I think the players did admirably, admirably going down to 10 men, those that were left on the pitch. You know, I don't think there's an ounce of anything they could have given more than what they did. It's just unfortunate the way the goal came about, frustrating that it was sort of our own doing and, and Lumley sort of decision-making again. But you can't knock him because he's made some great saves in recent weeks. Um, so on the face of it, it's a weird one because a point, you'd, you'd have bitten your hand off for a point before the game had started. But then the way the game went, you do kind of sit here and think, oh, what if you know, what if we could have held on, could have nicked it? And then, you know, you'd be sat pretty cushy going into the last, last few games of the season. Yeah, of course, Norwich being Norwich, totally screwed it up. Mm. by only getting a draw at QPR as well. But Nabisar, I thought, was really good last night. I think he's really coming into form now. I thought Femi Aziz really gives us something extra in the team. His decision-making, you're never quite sure what you're going to get. But having said that, his set pieces were excellent. He assisted, obviously, for the mm. goal. And <laughs> kind of assisted. Yeah. It was a really good corner. And, um, yeah, what happened afterwards wasn't his fault. But... I think it's worth playing him just for the set pieces alone. I mean, he does add extra, but for that, there's no one else anywhere near as good as him in the team. No, he's the only player with pace. I mean, Reading on the count, Reading yesterday trying to play counter-attacking football with nobody that's got any real legs um, was was a pretty painful watch at times. 
Um, yeah, his decision making sort of can be better, but he's young and you know that's what he's doing. He's finding his way and he's still learning. Um, but him and him, one side, Kamara on the other with Kelvin or Zhao through the middle, I think is a much better sort of counter-attacking three uh, than what we've had in recent years. Yeah, we also saw the introduction of Kamara again, uh, big Kelvin. I, I think these two add something to us and maybe Kelvin will start against Coventry on Saturday. But Kamara, for me, that's a decision that Noel's going to have to make, isn't it? I mean, he must be tempted both ways because Kamara's obviously got much more ability at going past players, probably mm. getting crosses in. Well, Therese Fauna, defensively, I would say he's possibly better. So which way would you go with that one? If you had the choice, if you were Reading manager, just imagine. Yeah. If I was Reading manager with the squad, I wouldn't necessarily play the formation that Noel is playing. Oh, but oh, if yeah, we're playing with Noel's formation, then it's got to be Kamara. You've got to play square pegs and square holes, and you've got to put a winger out wide. You can't try and sort of, you know, pull Fauna. You know, it doesn't help anyone. Fauna looks like a fish out of water out there, and it's not improving his own game or his own confidence. And the team is struggling because we're so sort of lopsided in attack. Everyone knows at the minute we want to attack, we've got to go through his ease because you're not going to get anywhere through Fauna. I can see why he plays him because obviously the extra sort of defensive solidity. But we're at the stage now where we've, at some point we're going to have to gamble and we're going to have to, because we can't draw every game and expect to stay up because someone will win somewhere, surely. Um, so we're going to have to win a game at some point. So you're going to have to gamble and just put your best attacking players out. Yeah, I think Coventry might be that game as well. I think if you could, oh, you'd just love to have Yaku Meitu back now, wouldn't you? I mean, it's hopefully at some point he'll be back. I mean, you spoke to Noel after the match, and from what I, you know, you see all these things, he sounded like he was proud but gutted as well. Is that a fair summary? Yeah, yeah, he was a bit um, disappointed, I think. Um, but, you know, it shows how far we've come in the last two games that we're disappointed we only drew against Luton. Um, he did say that Meite is better than he was last week, so there's progress, but he's not going to be ready. He didn't think anyone fresh will be ready for Saturday. Um, but, you know, players are working hard to come back and Meite maybe for the following week. I think that's a perfect position for Hoylet, to be honest, as well, having a proper winger that can actually cross the ball. Because, again, Meite's end product is usually pretty dire. Um, the goals he does get tend to just sort of come off him and go in. Um, so Hoy for Hoylet's crossing ability, especially when Carroll's back for hopefully the last game, getting you know, proper wingers, maybe even Ince get, can push back, uh, possibly get proper wingers to whip in proper crosses for a big six-foot, whatever he is, centre-forward to head some balls into the back of the net. Yeah, seeing Andy Carroll there, because I think he's going to get too much suspense and say, so I don't think mm. he'll be available until Huddersfield. So how do you think it's going to go on Saturday? Because we have got to point this out, that James did get the correct prediction <laughs> score for the last game. Uh, one all. He did also call that Andy Carroll was going to start. I'm not saying he's actually just texting uh, Noel Hunt <laughs> just before he starts doing his previews, but I think he is. <laughs> so, what is your thoughts on that? Do you think it's going to be a similar result, or could it be a, even more positive? Uh, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because Coventry, uh, a team that need the points probably just as much as we do for for their own purposes, and you've got to be on a high coming off of a 96th minute equaliser from your goalkeeper. So um, they're going to be full of beans going into, into Saturday. So, and I, I don't think we've ever had a good record at the Rico. I can't remember us ever winning at the Rico, uh, even the year we won the league. I went last year and we were dreadful. Um, so I think it's going to be a defeat. Unfortunately, the only sort of saving grace is 
if things go the way that they should go, QPR should lose at Burnley and you shouldn't really have lost any ground. Um, obviously, Huddersfield don't play this weekend, so you should, you won't, it will have looked like a, a wasted opportunity, but it's sort of as you were with, with, with a game less. So I'm going to go 2 um, 0 Coventry. Okay, so that's not sounding very upbeat there at all, is it? Um, <laughs> it's like, but it's fair enough. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go completely off beam here. This is something that I wasn't expecting, even when I just thought of this. I'm gonna go for a really. We wanted a surprise win all season, mm. and this could be the moment. I'm gonna go for Reading two one, and I'm gonna go for Lucas Jail to score the winner. That's what I'm saying for. Yeah. I'll buy you a pint at the Mark Bowen night, Paul, if that comes off. <laughs> wow, it's all going to be worth it. <laughs> no, that would be fantastic. That would be, but um, we'll see. Reality will probably kick in after about 10 minutes if you're a Reading <laughs> fan listening to this. So, uh, yeah, and if you're Coventry, you can listen back and laugh at it. No problem. So thanks a lot for listening to this part of the preview. Um, Matt will now be talking to a Coventry fan from Sky Blue TV. Hello everyone, welcome back to part two of our preview podcast. Of course now we've flipped over to our view from the opposition. We're looking at Coventry ahead of the game and to do so we have got Ken from Sky Blue Fans TV. How are you doing Ken? Hello there, good afternoon or good evening should I say. Or good morning wherever you're listening. Good morning wherever you may be in the world. Absolutely. Where, well, talking about where people are in the world, Coventry right now are in quite a good place at the moment, sitting eighth in the table, one point behind the playoffs at the moment. How's the season been in general? Because Coventry, you're almost pretty much almost establishing yourselves as one of those seasonal playoff pushing teams now. Mm. Yeah, uh, from where we were to where we are now, massive, massive improvement, you know, uh, it wasn't that long ago where we were playing League Two football and uh, we've come a long way in a, a bit of a short time, really, short period. And Mark Robbins has got to take a lot of the uh, um, praise for that, to be fair. Um, and the recruitment department who've recruited the right players at the right time uh, and on a small budget as well. Um, we've had our setbacks, obviously, start this season. We had uh, all the pitch fiascos and stuff like that where we had to play all the games away from home and you know, we, we the pitch wasn't ready uh, due to the Commonwealth Games and messing the pitch up and this, that, and the other. But um, and we were bottom of the table in October, so um, so yeah, to be where we are now, you know, if somebody had asked me back then, I'd have snatched your hand off, you know. So yeah, massive improvement, and 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 we're playing well. And despite having quite a few injuries um, to the squad, we haven't got in the massive squad. Um, we're doing okay and uh, long may it continue. Um, we're still in the mix, which is great. Yeah, one one big miss really for a lot of your season, I think, has been Callum O'Hare, hasn't mm, it? He yeah. got a, was it a cruciate, I think, ligament injury back yeah, at Christmas? Uh, bo- boxing day, yeah, the Boxing Day game against Sheffield United away when he, he limped out. You never, never seen him again since. And he'd be out, obviously, he's out for the rest of the season and probably the first month of the new season, maybe. So we've, mm. so we've been told. So it was a bad one. And yeah. he's a player normally that don't get injured. He's one of them players that, you know, since he's been with us, he's hardly been out at all with injury. And that's his first real major injury of his career, I think. Mm. So it's a bad one to take. And and he's he's a creator of most of our chances in the team as well. So he's been a massive loss. 
and then to get Casey Palmer, who, who was brought in to replace him, and then go down with injured, you know, with an injury as well, is uh, is a double blow. So. Um, mm. <laughs> You know. Left, left, left you a bit short in short in midfield. I think it was a hamstring as well for for, for Casey yeah. Palmer. I mean, just yeah. quickly looking at players whilst we're on the topic, though, with those two injuries, it's kind of almost I think allowed two others to flourish within this team at the moment. I mean, Gustavo Hamer. I mean, <clears throat> he came in as a bit of a, I think a bit of a loose cannon. He was often getting yellow cards, red cards, mm. but the last couple of seasons been fantastic. This season, mm. much more so as well. But also Ben Sheaf in the midfield for you guys. Ben Chiefs have been fantastic. He had a bit of a rough spell when he first started, and he was getting a lot of stick from the fans because he kept giving the ball away. This, that, and the other. Because he's only a young lad and he's come in, but you can see he was a good player with his touches and you know, uh, and just the, his reading of the game in general. Um, you know, and he's turned out to be that a fantastic player. And a lot of the, a lot of friends I know who, who didn't like him when he first came. Now I love him, you know, and say, "Oh, that's a mistake. I made a mistake." You know, he's he's a great player, you know, and he's, he just proves you've got to give some players a little bit of time to settle at a new club. And uh, Ben's been fantastic this year, and he's certainly in the running for probably um, one or two of the awards at the end of the season, I should say. Oh, absolutely, and kind of his his partner in crime in the midfielder in the midfield yeah. is obviously Hamer, who hey. I think <laughs> is. I mean, I've I've always loved him because he's got that fire in his belly. You know, in in his early days, did he always know how to control it? Maybe mm. not so in in occasions, but this season, when you look at the numbers behind his his season, seven goals from midfield, nine assists, fourteen mm. big chances created as well. Um, yeah, we talk about Ben Sheaf being in the running for awards, but Hamer's got to be up there as well for you guys. Yeah, I think. he certainly would. Yeah, definitely with that shadow of that, he'll be up there. I mean, he's settled down a hell of a lot. Certainly since he got sent off against Birmingham, the last time he got sent off, um, he, he went a long, long period after that when he came back after suspension for not even getting the yellow card. And he's only picked a couple of yellow cards up uh, since the last few weeks. He's had a couple, but they weren't for like nasty tat challenges, just general uh, run of the mill challenges, I think, which, you know, over jealous referees sort of uh, get their cards out. But um yeah, he's been brilliant discipline-wise. He's been fantastic. I think Robbins had a word with him when he got kept getting sent off and told him he needed to, um, if he could, if that was possible, to um, you know wind in a little bit and not be so uh, jealous in his tackles and stuff. And but he's been brilliant. He's been brilliant. You know, he hasn't he's he's tackled brilliantly and uh, not argued back with referees and stuff like that. And that and that was getting a, a lot of the referees. Uh, and the cards he was picking up was due to like discipline wise with arguing about decisions and stuff like that. And he's cut that out now. You know, he just gets gets up and gets on with it. That's what what, what you want to see really. And uh, is he is he your captain as well this season? Well he has been. We've had several yeah. captains because um because of injuries. Uh, uh captain at the moment because Liam mm. Kelly's had a, had a another midfield player he's had a long term injury. He um, he's only just come back from a bad injury. He played last night. He came on the sub last night. Actually, he's the official club captain, Liam Kelly, who's been with us since we're in League like League Two, and he's come all the way through with us. Uh, McFasden's standing captain, along as 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 well as Hamer and Matty Gordon. So, depending on who's in the team, it'd be McFasden would be vice captain, and then if he's not playing, then Hamer's also been captain a couple of times as well. Spreading it around quite a bit, sharing responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been quite nice that I think, to be honest, giving giving the different players the responsibility. So, um, 
I mean, when we're talking about players, though, for you guys this season, um, there is one elephant in the room that we haven't addressed, um, and that is the one Victor Jokeres, who <laughs> I think is just getting better and better and better and scarily so because he's not just a goal scorer. He's a creator. He's an all-round bully of a striker. Big, yeah. strong, quick, sets a goal up, scores a goal. 20 goals now for the season, nine assists. I mean, how do you sum him up as a player? Well, I mean, when, when he first came to us on loan, he came on loan from from Brighton. A lot of the fans weren't too, you know, weren't too happy about him. Really, he, he didn't do a lot. To be honest, when he first started, he was he did okay, but he didn't sort of set the world alight. Uh, but this, you know, the last two season or so, he's come on leaps and bounds. When when he's come back and he signed, he signed obviously per on a permanent basis. Uh, he's been brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You can see. He's improved so much in not just his goal scoring, um, but he's, you know, setting up of chances and work rate off the ball, uh, coming back to pick the ball up and spread it out wide. And and, and he's assisted quite a few goals this season, uh, you know, as well as scoring. He does miss the odd uh, glittering one, one-on-one chance sometimes. Sometimes when he has a bit too much time to think about it, he, um, you know, puts it over the bowl, puts it wide. He's done that on a couple of occasions, but we can forgive him for that because he's um, he's scored twenty goals for us, so we can't moan too much. So, no, absolutely not. Would you probably say that's almost probably his biggest weakness as a player? Then, if he's got a bit too much time on the ball or too much time to I think. think so. yeah, yeah, I think so. he's clear one on one, and you know, there's no one near, and he's burst away. Sometimes he he overthinks it and 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 makes the wrong option. That's. Been a, been a couple of times this year when he's done that, um, but but nine times out of ten, I, I, you know, he's missed a couple of penalties as well. By the way, because Matty Godden normally takes our penalties, but then Vic, he's not a normally penalty taker. Um, he has scored one, I think, this year, but he's missed one. He's missed two, so um, he stepped up to take the penalty a couple of occasions and he's missed it. So um, it's got obviously Matty Godden as a main penalty taker, but he was out injured for a long period, so Vic took over. And and he can't always guarantee he's going to score, but uh, but yeah, you know he, he he's been fantastic. I can't mind too much. You can't you can't have it both ways. You're going to strikers miss easy chances, don't they? And sometimes they score score the ones you don't expect them to score. You know that that's that's life sometimes, isn't it? And you just got to get on with it. But he's been fantastic, and for a striker to score twenty goals in a season um, is is great. It means your team are doing well, and 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 you're up there, and you're challenging at the top half of the table. Absolutely, yeah. And of course, he's been shortlisted for, for the player of the season. <clears throat> Probably assume he gets your vote for the season. Uh, yeah, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. I think, I think <laughs> he, he's, he's he, he, I say, he bullies, bullies a lot of defenders as well. He can just brush them. He's so strong, you know, as well. When he's got the ball, he can brush aside mm. uh, defenders and uh, and he's got pace as well, which is great. Um you know, he's not—he's not the finished article by all means. He's got a—he's got a few little things he needs to push up on. But at the end of the day, he's—he's he's still on a new young lad, and he's uh, come on leaps and bounds. And uh, I just think, uh, yeah, I think I think there'll be a good chance of him getting it. To be fair, he'd certainly get my vote. Yeah, I think it's 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 often scary to remember he's twenty-four. I think I think he's twenty-four. He's twenty-four, twenty-five. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So young, still yeah. years ahead of him. Years, <sighs> years ahead of him. So. No doubt, we'll probably make it at some point in the Premier League. I think whether that's with with yourselves or um, or elsewhere, but um, but yeah, um, 
Looking ahead to the game at the weekend, though, and kind of the run of form that you guys bring into it, probably not a lot of Reading fans will like me saying this or saying that you guys are on a one loss in 14 games. Mm. Been a few draws in there, but mm. having a having only one loss in 14, you've got to be doing something right in that time, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if you can't win the game, don't lose it, I think is the mentality. And uh, there's been a couple of occasions where, where we drew games where we should have won. Uh, without a doubt, uh, certainly against Watford, when we only drew two two, and we, we were just literally one way traffic in the second half. Um, how we didn't score any more goals is beyond me. Uh, and then last night, where we didn't play particularly well at Blackburn, uh, and we managed to scramble a, a, an eighty, you know, ninety ninety fifth minute equaliser, courtesy of the goalkeeper. So, and we did play well. So, if we had a lost, we would have probably deserved to lose because we didn't really deserve to get anything out of it. But we managed to scramble a draw. So. Um, yeah, there's been games like that as well. So, you know, it's it's, it's been fantastic, really. And uh, I say we've picked up a lot of points along the way. And I think it's all down. Confidence is a big thing in football. If you've got the confidence, uh, you can go on and achieve a lot. And I think this group of players that we've got have got um, tremendous confidence installed by Mark Robbins and his backroom staff. Mm. Well, confidence is a massive thing, as you say, and kind of almost the confidence of knowing where you are as a team currently, knowing that you're one of the, the, the top teams in the division pressing for a top six um, position, that can often have its have its influence on on the lesser games. Because like when you look at the games where you play teams down the bottom, um, if you look back at the previous six games you play, cut yeah. out the Wigan game in that, which was 1-1, but you play QPR 3-0, Blackpool 4-1, Huddersfield 4-0, Rotherham 2-0, Huddersfield again at home, 2-0. You, you know, you you mm. have the confidence to almost play your way against those teams down the bottom. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we've had... A, look, I don't think there's any easy games in this league. I think that there's teams struggling down the bottom. Obviously, when you're playing up against a team struggling at the bottom, they've got a lot to play for uh, and they're fighting for their lives. And, and you never take for granted anything like that because... Um, and we know what it's like to be struggling down the bottom. And we've had that plenty of times, and we've seen that plenty of times in my in my football and uh, career, if you like, following the carve everywhere, there and everywhere. Uh, we've had plenty of scrapes at the bottom. So you know, there's never. I, I wouldn't say there's any easy games. There's easier teams to play, but I wouldn't say it's down to on the day and, and how how you mentally go about you know winning that game. If you think you've got a better team on paper. To, to, to beat that team, then you should put that into practice. You know, it's, it, you, you could have it on paper, but on the day, uh, if you're not up for it, you can get, get turned over, which we've seen many a times in this league. I mean, just look at Huddersfield, for example, you know, the way Neil Warnock's pulled his team out of the relegation fight. Uh, and they're the same players, the same, exactly the same players, just a different manager. So, and, that, and that's all down to confidence, isn't it? So, hmm. and they've had a fantastic results to get themselves out of it. So, you can never say you're out of it or in it, really, but it's down to on the day, I think. Well, fingers crossed, Reading might be able to turn up on the day and create one of those uh, one of those yeah. lovely upsets that we love in the championship. <laughs> you, um, never you never know. Going to finish it off with just a few quick fire questions. First, quick fire one: What has been your hmm. favourite Coventry game this season that you've been to? Oh, god, there's been a few. It's going to be a few, to be fair. Um, it's always a good time when you've got a few to choose from. Yeah. Um... I, <laughs> I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed the first game of the season against Sunderland when we drew 1-1 we only drew, drew but we should have won the game but 
it, it was fantastic. The fans up there, it was uh, that was a good game. It was a good stadium to go to, and the atmosphere was brilliant. I enjoyed that. Even though we didn't win, we drew the game, but uh, we should have won it, really. Mm. So I enjoyed that. Um, and I enjoyed a few home games as well. But it's probably uh, it's hard to point, pinpoint one game because there's been quite a few. Um, so home and away, really. Um, so, yeah, I couldn't really pinpoint one. Too many to choose. Yeah. <laughs> if only Reading can be in a time like that where there's too many to choose. Um uh score prediction for the weekend <laughs> score Come prediction in with that now. One next. yeah now you've had a couple of decent results lately since uh paul Ince had departed i notice mm. uh, it, it happens sometimes you know when your manager leaves you uh tend to bring i don't know who's in charge of you who's, who's took no over hunt now? no hunt on an interim no basis hunt. yeah he was oh, our under 23 boss oh okay yes 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 and he's doing all right then he's picked a couple of decent points up so um, I think I think we're going to win, but only because we, we've got to win. We've got we've got three games left. We're just outside the playoffs, and we need at least to win two of them games. Mm. Now we're at home to Reading, and then we've got a home game against Birmingham next week, and then we finish off away at Middlesbrough. So yeah. that's going to be the hardest game of the lot. So mm. I'd say if we're going to on a prediction, I'd say we're going to win. But I think it's going to be close. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a three or four nil. I don't think I'm going to go for two one win. 2-1 win mm. so and you've kind of touched upon the final question i was going to ask your run of you your run going into uh going to the end of the season is obviously reading reading at home birmingham at home middlesbrough away do yeah. you the playoffs you're one point off at the moment <laughs> i say yes i think we can still do it because i think we've got a, a reasonable running compared to other, other clubs mm-hmm. um so uh, and we've got two home games uh, you know two home games uh, and then Middlesbrough away, which I think is going to be the hardest one. Um, so if we can if we can pick up six points, I guess within the two home games, and then hopefully um, maybe just need a point at Middlesbrough, mm. um, that should do it, I think. But it all depends on the other result because a lot of teams up the top are playing each other as well. So you know, um, like the Blackburn's got to play Burnley and Millwall and teams like that. They're all teams around them, so a lot of teams will drop points. You know, so. I think the cutoff point is going to be probably about 70, 71 points possibly to get in there. So we, we I think we need at least two wins and a draw, I think, for, to guarantee it. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, fingers crossed. I think, yes, we can do it, is the answer to that question. Um, well, it'll be great to see you guys in there, kind of, with, <laughs> with, 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 with the football you play. Um, hopefully it'll be from picking up results against Birmingham and Borough, though, and not us at yeah. the weekend. But, <laughs> um, but, but we'll have to wait and see for that one. Um, Ken, thank you so much, obviously, for joining us today. Um, best of luck for the rest of the season. Like I said, it'd be great seeing you in the playoffs. Um, and, um, yeah, we'll um, obviously be back after the Coventry game with a review of, of the game. We'll obviously be back with our normal post-match post-match review. Um, until then, obviously, give us a give us a like and a five-star rating, obviously, on your podcast of choice. If you have enjoyed it, they do obviously go a long, long way to us um, in the podcast rankings and everything. So thank you, every, thank you very much, everyone, for your support. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you.